Crypto peeves, we're almost done with January. This time next week, we'll have only one more day left. And tell me this, did January not fly by or what? If this is your first time listening, I am Crypto Curator and each week I am joined with Fibo Swanee, who is a certified financial technician who have been doing technical analysis for the past 20 plus years and has his finger on the pulse of this crazy crypto market. You know, our objective is to talk about what we're seeing and hearing around the crypto space and to allow Brian to apply his knowledge and experience to give us an idea of what's really going on. So with that being said, Brian, Tay Trox Trading on Twitter said, last time we traded in a tight range for this long, we all know what happened. So are we stuck again? And are we about to see a violent move in the market? Oh yeah, uh, we are definitely stuck. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, you know, when we get into these uh, tight markets, the volatility gets lower and lower. And then all of a sudden you get this big explosion to either the upside or the downside. We don't know which direction yet. And we'll kind of go through that as we go through this podcast. But it's, uh, um, yeah, uh, you never know. It's imminent. It can, it can explode when you get these uh, volatility bands real tight. So, so uh, you know, talking about that, uh, I'm going to go into a lesson. But, you know, getting to know me a little bit. Uh, six years, a cattle and grains trader in the futures market. That was, uh, those are some fun times as I was young, but you know, you tell me that I'm 20 years in this, in this thing. Um, it's a good thing I started when I was five. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, so th- that makes me the old man in the group, I guess. But the, uh, uh, yeah, I got six years of, uh, futures trading with cattle and grains and I w- moved over to the energy world. I've been trading crude and uh, natural gas markets and power all over Europe uh, for the last uh, almost 15 years. Uh, So I've been in this for a while. So uh, I hope uh, I can help out the best I can. Uh, And I'm going to start out with a uh, a quick uh, TA lesson. There was a comic that came out on Twitter uh, the other day. Uh, You know, one of those uh, let's make fun of TA kind of deals. I, I, personally, I think it's funny, uh, but you know, when I first started in the industry, it, it, it would egg at me a little bit. But I've been in it long enough to know that um, I, you know you just got to kind of go it, with it and kind of take take the humor. Uh, but the weird thing to me is why I just don't get why people go out of their way to try to destroy TA. Um, I, I, I that that to me is kind of a weird thing. So they just don't um, like it, Brian. That's how they just don't like it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't like fundamental analysis, but, you know, I don't rip on them. Um, <clears throat> no, I do. I do like fundamental analysis. I, I, I'm just saying that. But the uh, – uh, so I, I wanted to give a little lesson on does TA work? And I just want – just a quick couple of minutes here. So does TA work? I'm going to say the short answer here is yes. I think technical analysis does work. Uh, I think there's many traders out there that utilize TA. Uh, to make a living, and there's others, um, you know, other investors that could use it for market timing. So your enter and exits in the market. Um, you know, that being said, the success of of this approach depends on the skill of the person using it. That's why I really, you know, highlight know who you're talking to, ask questions, make sure that they they are giving you good information, and you know, just just vet them out a little bit. Um, and that, I think that's a pretty big deal. So be careful who you are following out there. Um, there's a lot of noobs trying to be chartists, so just be careful out there. Um, 
technical analysis is both a science and an art. Um, traders analyze, you know, historical data. Um, you kind of formulate a hypothesis, uh, and they pivot in and out. Um, you know, the trader part of that—that's the scientific part. Um, but then again, if you take ten different traders out there and they're analyzing the same chart, and they and, and they might all come back with ten different hypotheses of what's going to happen in the market, um, the art is in the analysis. So because of this, the effectiveness of TA is relative to the skill of the person that's using it. So that's where I think uh, the art and the science come out. Um, you know, the science, you can run some algorithms and do that, but I think it takes experience and, and learning how behavior in the market works to get that extra edge uh, when it comes to uh, analyzing these markets. So, so remember, technical analysis is not about making a decision with 100% certainty. I'm never going to go out there and say, I'm 100% certain this coin's going to go up, so I'm putting my life savings into it. Uh, you know, a proper analysis would say something along the lines of uh, Bitcoin's going to break above X, and there's a good chance that it'll go to X, and here, in, here are some validating reasons. And if I'm wrong, I can sell it at, at X, and, and uh, that way I can measure the risk and reward ratio if it's worth getting in or not. So the fact that the fact remains that no one can predict the market with 100% accuracy, but it is influenced by human behavior. Uh, it's because it's influenced by human behavior. Um, they can, however, analyze trends and mitigate risk accordingly. So um, it's really about risk management uh, when it really boils down to good TA. Yes, you can do your charts and all that, but it's 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 the uh, risk management that's a, a big deal. So this is not this. It's not any different than any other predictive model that you're looking at. So let's, let's take a quick analogy here, and I was kind of put, put your statistics hat on here a second. Let's say eight out of ten people that walk into McDonald's, like are the people that actually get out of their car and walk into McDonald's, eight out of ten of them on average, or, you know, the probability that they order off the dollar menu. So if you saw someone walking into McDonald's, got out of their car to walk in, you have a pretty good chance that they are going to order off the dollar menu because the percentages are there. Um, so does it mean that they definitely will? Probably not. Um, of course, I mean, really not because realistically they can order whatever the heck they want. But, um, so just like any predictive tool, technical analysis work well with some people and not others. It all comes down to how well you can analyze, learn from the findings of your analysis and improve your predictive strategy. Uh, and a lot of, and you know, this is why I'm here in the crypto space, to be honest, um, uh, not that I'm right all the time, but I'm here to bring my experience of analyzing charts to assist others. So that's really what I'm here for. Quick lesson, I think TA does work. When those charts come out, just laugh at it and just dig down more and try to learn a little bit more. So with that, we're going to dive into some uh, some curated uh, TA for the week. Indeed, indeed. And I tell you, you use some great analogy. You know me, buddy, because I love McDonald's. And I, by the way, I would be one of those <laughs> eight that use a dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just I was just thinking like, you know, what what you're doing is you're you're finding those patterns. And if pe you know people are acting on these patterns, you know, consciously and unconsciously, and if you and if you follow it and do some analysis, you can get that probability that if this scenario is happening, the last 10 times it happened, 8 out of the 10 times this happened. So you got a pretty high probability that it can happen again because that's just the way behavior works. Yep, and I think it was uh Alessio Rustani who talks about the same thing. He says, you know, TA is about probabilities right Poss is, is something possible of course but is it probable 
that that that's what you're looking at with TA. Is, is, is there a good probability something will happen? And if so, then you know how to take action on it. So yep. Right. And and a good analyst will have good validations to back all that uh, all that up on why they think so. Yep, exactly. So as you said, the curate cool. TA. So one of the things I want to do, and I think it's fun, is everybody should know I'm the crypto curator. So I like curating information, and I've sort of done that for this technical analysis show, looking at the numbers. Uh, from last week and this week and looking at some of the news from last week and this week and how things play out because when we hear these guys like Brian make a statement about sort of what's probable to happen in the market normally do, does anybody ever go back to see if that was a good call or not and so we'll look at a little bit of that so kicking off with Monday this Monday we started out with the Bitcoin price of Bitcoin being at $3,584.86 now compare that to the Monday before and Bitcoin was at $4,032.72. And if you can remember what happened late last week, that's when we had that huge drop in like, you know, like a 25 minute time frame. It dropped huge. So that was what that was from. But anyway, Yuval Gall, who writes for Crypto Potato, uh, last week, as a matter of fact, this time la uh, on Monday of last week, he was talking about this triangle and then Bitcoin being over 4000 breaking out of that triangle but then this week on monday he was talking about the bears are still here will the crucial 3500 hold and so brian i'm sure you remember at the beginning of the week that was the question everyone was wondering if 35 was going to hold and it has yeah and 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 the thing is is uh uh a little bit of time frame here uh that fourth out that triangle breakout that they were talking about um actually broke out at the level they thought and it actually reached the objective um on on the high or pretty close to it and then it's dropped back down and you know so they're they're trading in this short time period this one hour chart four hour chart deal uh so they they got it right to where the triangle broke out got up above their their level but then it's dropped back down and they're and they're talking about this 3500 hold and so far yeah that uh the buying interest is enough to uh to continue to hold this floor so uh so Yuval Gov is a uh, is a uh, hitting it right now yeah, and that's a good thing. That's what I want the listeners to also understand is that when you're paying attention in the Twitter sphere on crypto Twitter and you're reading these news articles, you sort of know who to pay attention to, who not. And of course, we've seen over time that Yuval's done a great job at making his calls and doing his analysis. So he's a reputable source that I would look at. Uh, John Kiguru, I think that's the way you pronounce his name. He'll probably kill me for that. From ZY Crypto. Uh, we didn't have anything from him from last week, but for this week, on Monday, he was saying why Bitcoin bottoming below 3,000 could be a good thing. And Brian, I was wanting to know from your perspective, do you think us bottoming below 3,000 is a good thing? Um, it is for me if I want to buy some more. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, I I don't know. I I'm I'm still trying to figure out that that thinking because there's a couple articles out there I've seen where people think that getting under 3000 is a good thing. Um, I don't quite understand that. Um, besides it being cheaper and people can buy it at a cheaper price. Other than that, I don't understand why it's a, why it's a good thing for the market. Um, yeah, that, I, that I, one kind I've of seen, baffles me a little bit. Yeah. I've seen tone said, I've seen Murat said, I've seen a lot of these guys saying that, you know, that based on time frame, the charts and everything, like they're saying we need it to drop to a certain level so that we can, I guess, clear out some stuff before we can. And again, I don't know what the stuff is that is clearing out, but that's just some of the language I've heard people use. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it all depends on, on the analysis you're looking at. Um, you know, my, my, my area was 2,800, so actually that is under 3,000, uh, but I put dry powder in uh, when it bounced off that test of around 3,000 or so, um, and I bought there and thinking that that could be a possible bottom. Um, but it just depends on what type of analysis you're looking at and what, and what your, uh, and what your patterns are. If you're looking at a certain pattern to where, uh, the timing, if you're looking at cycles or, you know, just the timing of things when lows come in, um, and it's, and it's not quite there yet, and you should still make lows on top of the low that we've seen already, then, then I understand that. Uh, that's what they're kind of probably talking about is, um, they, they have this scenario that's working out and it's been working for a long time, so they don't want to break it. So it's working along the lines where it would be a good thing for their timing to get the low under three because it would make sense to the pattern that they're looking at. Yeah. So then, I, I think that's what I think they're probably getting at uh, yeah. when they're saying that uh, um, under three could be a good thing. And I think well, they're talking about their analysis. Yeah. Well, Josiah <laughs> yeah. Wilmot from CCN, he sort of says the same thing in line with John from ZY Crypto. He says, why the Bitcoin price could fall to 2400 and entice Wall Street to buy the dip. And I would love for Wall Street to buy the dip, push us back north, and I'll be happy. So again, I was coming down to, and again, I think it was Murad who said 17 to 22 is the range that he was looking in for it to be like the bottom. So. Yeah, and, and that's what I, that's what I was just talking about. Like, what baffles me is, if you're Wall Street, what's the difference between thirty two hundred and twenty four hundred? I mean, when really? When I mean, I know the difference, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't know. Why why would twenty four hundred be enticing when thirty two hundred's not? I that that to me, I don't understand. When you got deep pockets like Wall Street, what what does that matter? Uh, yeah. If they if they're in it for the long haul. Uh, that that's what that's the part that kind of gets me a little bit. Like I'm trying to figure out how you can put what what entices Wall Street at 2400. What may, what why is that number enticing? So that I, I I can't figure that out, and nobody's really talked about that. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I'll probably tweet that out to them and ask them and see if they answer us. So that'll be good. So because um, I I mean I like 2200 because it's cheaper. <laughs> right, exactly. I think that's the point. Um, on Tuesday, the price. Then moved uh, down actually. Then this was Tuesday this week to thirty five fifty eight sixty six, getting close to that thirty five hundred level. Uh, but last week it was at four thousand sixty fifty two. Now Cole Peterson from News BTC he actually wrote that Bitcoin support level at thirty five fifty was weakening after volatile weekend. Coindesk Omkar Godbold says that Bitcoin sees its longest stretch of period of consolidation since October. Um, and the week before that, he was talking about Bitcoin price dip forms a bull flag pattern, which you probably can comment on. And then the last one was Crypto Briefing Team. Uh, the team from Crypto Briefing actually talked about us being stuck in the doldrums. So I don't know if you have any comments about what was going on Tuesday, what people's maybe minds were thinking. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, Amkar was talking about, you know, that long stretch of price consolidation. Uh, and, you know, when we were talking about uh, Tatrox trading, saying the same thing, we've been in this tight thing for a long time. Uh, you know, we, we, we can explode at any time because the volatility is getting tight. Um, but, you know, Gobble was looking at a, uh, you know, a bull, what was it, a bull flag pattern, um, which would still be in play because that 3,500 
level is still holding as support, and that should be the bottom of the flag, and you would you would start to bust out to the upside. So what he's looking at is looks like it should still be in play, um, but then again, we're just not the momentum is just not there to really break one way or the other at the moment. Uh, so it's really kind of hard to tell uh, here in the near term which way the direction's going to go just off of this uh, consolidation, but. That's what I kind of get from that. But a lot of the other guys are talking about, you know, support levels, 3,500. Everybody's kind of looking at that level. Um, so I think you're getting that mass mentality of that $3,500 level. Now, if it breaks below that, um, I think you could just get some, you know, some additional selling interest and it could drop us down to that 3,000 mark pretty quickly and maybe even further. But so far it's holding. Uh, and just because it's holding for a long time doesn't mean it's just going to drop out of bed. It could start to launch, but um you know, we are sort of in a slight bearish market still, so it could lean toward that way. But it, it's a tough call either way when you're in these uh, range-bound markets. When you're looking at the near, when you're looking at the near term, is what I'm yeah. talking about. It's really hard to to uh, figure out which way, which direction uh, without really doing some, you know, range-bound analysis, yeah, no, which gets kind of deep. Yeah. So on Wednesday. The price actually started to move back up, and it was at 36.1309 this week. Last week, we were at 4,064.89. Um, and PH uh, Maduri from CCN, he talks about Bitcoin price being oversold and may have found a bottom. And that was actually wasn't necessarily from him. That was from a Bloomberg analyst who said that, which was interesting. And Yuval Golf um, from Crypto Potato was talking about the uh, the next resistance. Uh, the descending trend line at 3600. So um, again, I don't know if you have comments about both of those. The Bloomberg analyst talking about we might have found a bottom, which is interesting because everybody keeps talking about finding a bottom. It's like, how many times are we going to say that it's a bottom and it's not a bottom? And then of course, all of a sudden, Yuval is now talking about resistance at 36. So yeah, um, I don't know what the bottom he's talking about, but it could be it could be the time frame that he's looking at. It could be the bottom for the week um, or the bottom for the year. It's kind of hard to tell. Um, I think they're probably talking a little bit more near term because when, when, uh, you, Yuval Gov is saying, um, next resistance is at 3,600, everything's just getting tighter and tighter. You gotta, you gotta support at 3,500. You gotta support at 3,600. The market's only moving up and down $80 at a time. Um, you're, you're just super tight in here. Uh, so you're getting, you know, tighter and tighter support and resistance and eventually one will break. Uh, but that without momentum, it could just kind of, you know, just stagger out, just kind of just piddle out to nothing and just kind of stay around this range. But uh, if momentum starts to kick in and, and depending on which way the direction is moving, are we going to test support first? We're going to test resistance first. And if momentum starts to come in, that could be the direction of the break. But for now, uh, you know, this market's been, yes, it's been moving up and down, but it's in a tight, tight range. Yeah, the, the Bloomberg analyst was talking about, he was talking about the Bitcoin bottom being somewhere around 3,000, 3,100, using what's called the GTI Global Strength Technical Indicator. Uh, he says that Bitcoin is probably oversold at this point. Yeah, no, that, that could be. I mean, it, that's going to be a proprietary thing that they're using uh, on their, uh, you know, to measure the overbought oversold. So the, their indicator, their proprietary indicator is probably saying it's oversold. So... Uh, that should add support to the 3100 level. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and then, so of course, now we're here at Thursday. The price, of course, has dropped back down a little bit from that 36 back to 35. And by the way, these numbers, if people are paying attention, 
is, is, is nothing, right? I mean, 36 to 35 is, is nothing moving. So we're stuck. We're flat, basically. But 35.9008. Last week on Thursday, we were at 38.20. So, yeah, so from last week to this week, it's down about 300 bucks. Uh, but Martin Tiller from NASDAQ says, is Bitcoin's collapse finally coming to an end? Um, and that was the only article for this week. Last week on Thursday, we were talking about, and again, I've mentioned this, Bitcoin price tanking $250 in minutes, but the analyst says the bullish trend was intact. And Tone Vays was talking about the same thing with Tyler Jinks about it falling $250. So, and he was saying it's not good. So again, I don't know if you have thoughts when you're talking about the collapse finally coming to an end and, you know, how that sits. Uh, I... I think it's it's boiling down to a guessing game at the moment. Um, we're just we're just down at this level, and it's just getting tough to to figure out um, where where this thing could hold or or not. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Um, I think what what it's what it's doing is it's having everybody jump over to Tron and some other coins that are actually moving, and uh, kind of taking a backseat on on BTC at the moment because it's kind of flat. <laughs> that's that. That's what I think is happening. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. So, so and, and, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna, I was just going to jump into my chart. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to take it right. There. I was going to say. So, so you know, now that we've looked at all this curated stuff, let's hear your viewpoint on where we are in the market and where we might be headed. Yeah, I mean. All, all this stuff is good, and you're getting good information on, on these articles, but a lot of it still has to do with just, just near-term timing. Um, and, and that's great. If you're, if you're a trader out there and you're scalping back and forth and getting in and out and, and uh, you know, pivoting in and out and all that, that, that's great. If you can do it in this, in this uh, range-bound type market, you know, that's awesome. I mean, you're doing well. Um, but really, the, the, I, I put a, a chart this morning. Um, I would just I titled it boring momentum is is a hold and wait for BTC. I'm more along the lines looking at it from a aspect of waiting for it to break out of the range before I do anything instead of buying it at 3400 selling it at 3600 buying it back at 3400 you can do that uh, but you got to be on the right side of it and, it, and it's a it's a pretty tough game unless you unless you've been doing it for a while. But my chart is really, I, I laid out the, uh, the ADX, the average directional index, to show the, uh, the trend momentum strength. And right now it's completely boring. The ADX is actually flat to a little bit lower. It's underneath the 20 level, which is a, a level that uh, it's actually at 19.21. So anytime it's under 20, it's a, it's a neutral trend market. So there's not a lot of strength for whatever trends in the market. Now, the interesting thing is the ADX is showing... Uh, uh, the bears in control of the trend, uh, but without momentum, it really doesn't matter. But if momentum starts to kick up and the bears are still controlling the trend, then the break could be to the downside. So what I did on the chart here was there's a there's key support and key resistance that I'm that I'm following, and right now the support's probably right around 34. 62 maybe or maybe right around that 3500 that a lot of other people are looking at close to that that low that we saw the other day but then my high, the high that we saw the other day was at uh, 3882 so we could ra we could actually trade inside this range this 3500 to 3882 uh, for a while and if you want to trade it back and forth while it's in this range great but what I'm waiting for is I want to break out of the range before I re like kind of evaluate what to do so I, that's why I'm saying it's kind of a hold and wait, 
to see which way this market's going to break out. If the momentum starts to build as price approaches a certain level, and that's what I'm going to start looking for. Uh, so if it starts to drop and, and momentum starting to increase as the, as it supports getting close, then let's be concerned about a little bit of a break to the downside uh, and then vice versa. So that's what I'm kind of looking at. And it goes along with the, uh, the couple of the other charts I did. The one I was talking about last week was the 61.8% level uh, that I was looking at. Uh, and I was trying to filter it. I was waiting for three closes underneath the line to see if it's actually a break to the downside. And we actually had that. And so to, for that signal, it's actually a sell signal if you're wanting to trade this range because we should drop from the 3,600 back down to the low again based on that analysis. But without momentum, it might not move at all. So with, with getting that signal with no momentum, it's just back to flat and nowhere to go. So I'm going to wait for a move out of here to evaluate a trend possibility. So that's what I'm kind of looking at. And it kind of goes with what's going on in the short term. Everybody's kind of waiting for this uh, – the volatility to kick up and get us out of this range. So Brian, tell me this. So if I was the kind of yep. trader that likes to set limit orders, right? And so if I were to go into my trading platform, rather than something that's like a Coinbase Pro, right? If I were to set, and this is just, this is, by the way, let's make this clear. We're not giving people financial advice. You know, you have to sort of pick and do things on your own. But hypothetically, if I were to set some limits, where would you recommend setting some limits at if you were trading this for yourself, where would you be setting limits to buy and setting limits to sell? Uh, both both ways, I would have stop orders because uh, right now you're, you know, you're in this sideways market, so you're waiting for a break to the upside uh, or a break to the downside. And when I say stop orders, I'm, I'm assuming that you're long the market or you're a holder or you're trading. But if you're completely flat and have nothing, then you can just put flat straight up orders. I'd say right now I have a trend line at the top, and it's a lot of the what a lot of people are looking at, uh, kind of a smaller triangle on the daily chart. Uh, if the if the market rallied straight up today, right to the trend line, it's about four thousand and fifty, right around there, and and then each day it drops about fifteen dollars. So every day of the week, if it doesn't hit there yet, you know the the support gets a little or the resistance gets a little lower. Uh, as the week goes on, about fifteen dollars a day. But right now, it's about four thousand and fifty dollars. I would buy. I would. I would actually want to buy it on a on a stop above that level because I don't really want to buy it here because there's still possibility of going lower. I want to see a break of the trend line to the upside before I really want to get long going forward. So right now, about forty fifty on the top side. Uh, and then on the bottom, it's really just that previous low, um, uh, which is 30. I mean, it depends on what exchange you're looking at, but it's probably right around 3,500. So um, you probably want to put a, a, a sell stop on, on, the, uh, on the downside uh, underneath 3,500 somewhere. Um, it just depends on what exchange you're looking at on what that low is. But I would say if you're looking, you know, roundabout, you're looking at 3,500 and 4,000 uh, on both ends. Okay. No, that makes sense. Because a, a break of 3,500 would probably retest the low and, and maybe even lower back almost to 3,000 flat or even further. Uh, and then a break to the upside. If we get above that 4,000 level with momentum above a trend line, then, you know, you got 5,200 on the upside. So that's your kind of risk reward that you're looking at on both sides. Yeah. No, it looks good, you know. And it'll be interesting to see where this market ultimately goes. I mean, there's a lot of things coming to play. I don't know how the fundamentals work. We know that the. Bitcoin ETF got, 
you know, can't actually withdrawn. CBOE Van Eck withdrew their uh, application. So, but you know, I've always said I don't know what the big deal with the ETF. Listen, they get approved, then get approved. It really didn't make that much of a difference. I don't think. Uh, on yeah, the- I've heard both sides on that. Like. I've heard some people go, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need no ETF. And then some people are going, oh, I wish we really would have had it. So I, I really don't know how it would really affect the market to begin with. Um, maybe it's good news because it just brings more players in. Uh, but does it really? I don't know. It, it, it's, that's, it's a tough one because it's kind of a new world. Yeah. Well, I tell you, the news came out that right now the OTC are seeing more action than the actual spot market is. So. I think that all the activity right now is happening at OTC. We're not going to see any of that on the exchanges. We're going to see any of that reflected in any other prices. But there's a lot of bullish momentum that's happening at OTC. So we just, again, have to wait. Yep. And a lot of, uh, a lot of I would say, bullish stuff happening behind the scenes when it comes to uh, just getting further with the tech. Because yeah, I think yeah. it's just getting better and better from different places. Now, of course, we're still in infancy stage. Because there's a lot to be to be had into the future. We need some, you know, some better user interfaces. You know, just just ease of use um, definitely has to come down the line. But but what the everything that I'm kind of reading the what's being produced behind the scenes and the advancement is is I think a bullish thing for the future. Um, so it just depends on where you want to buy it. We're nitpicking here. If you if if you're long term holder. You know, buy now. If it drops to three thousand, just buy a little bit more if you can. Um, you know, if it drops to seventeen hundred, then double up and buy even more. But that's that's a long term. If you have a belief in the future, uh, kind of deal. But if you're looking for you know these trading aspects here over the next couple of weeks into a month, then you want to br- you want to wait for these breakouts and then and then get in and out a little bit on on some of those uh, price moves. Yep, exactly. All right. So, do you got anybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, my my shout out goes to um, he's out on Twitter. Uh, his name is the the Twitter thing is called Bonus Eventus. Uh, he's at t h a underscore crypto underscore guy. Uh, he's doing a series of podcasts, um, and his podcast uh, site is called uh, Crypto Entrepreneurs, um, and they're all about these people that are building businesses in the crypto space. So he's interviewing a whole bunch of them. I actually got to he interviewed me the other day. Um, and that should hit in actually in the next couple of days. He said he, he, what he's doing, he's editing them and, and putting them out in a queue and they're coming out, um, you know, every day different ones are coming out. Um, so definitely go out and check out his other guests. I'm looking forward to, to some of them that he's talking to. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to him. Um, he, de- he definitely has some interesting talks coming up. Uh, and it's all, it all different people out there. There's different uh, – Different uh, people in crypto spaces doing all these different things, you know, starting businesses or even helping businesses or, you know, promoting all this kind of stuff. So uh, and hopefully, you know, uh, as we listen to these, hopefully maybe it'll inspire us as people that are already trying to do it or people that are sitting on the sidelines going, should I jump in or not? And maybe it'll inspire people to get out there and do some things. So we're going to leave his link. Uh, so uh, give him a give him a, a click over and uh, listen to some of his stuff. So giving a shout out to uh to bonus eventus 
Oh, cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, of course, and I have to disclose this, they are a sponsor of my Crypto Watch Brief, but it's tax token. It's tax season. It's time for folks to get the taxes done. If you've been trading crypto, you really need to get your taxes done. There was a Twitter survey went out. Most people probably they're not going to do it. And what's cra- even crazier than that, I think they said something like a billion dollars that people are not going to claim on their taxes for losses. And I'm like, you people are crazy. So go check out Tax Token. Um, they've got a great platform. It's safe. It's connected to most of the wallets and exchanges, um, making it easier for you to actually compile all your information. And it's 100% IRS compliant. So I would definitely go check out Tax Token. Connect with them on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter. It's at Tax Token, uh, and you can get to their website from there. So um, yeah, that's my yeah, show. yeah, absolutely. Get your taxes done. Do the due diligence. Yes. If you don't, then you're gonna have to swim out to the boat and join John McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, his his yacht looks pretty nice out there. I'm like, they're gonna get him. He, he uh, he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta come to he's gotta come to shore eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm telling no, you. No, I'm just point. kidding. But it's John. No, do do the due diligence. You never know down the line when the government's gonna you know find ways to get you. So it's better to do do the back test on it and get it done. Exactly, exactly. Well, hey, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow me at underscore crypto curator. Where can I reach you, Brian? I am at Fiboswani, F-I-B-O-S-W-A-N-N-Y on Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Also, peeps, hey, listen, uh, I curate a daily news brief, and you can subscribe on my website if you go to www.cryptocurator.com. You can do it there. And also, I tell everybody to get a wallet. You know, it's 2019. If you don't have one, that's just unfortunate because you should. It doesn't cost you a dime and only a little bit of your time. It's time for us all to get off zero. If you're on zero right now, you got to get off zero. It's just, I, I read an article that said something like, uh, like it's bad for you not to be in crypto at this point, so you got to make a choice to, you know. Yeah, and, and I like that thing you put out on your uh, on your on your daily uh, newsletter. Um, there's those two sites that you, if you sign up and put in a little bit of money, you get thirty five dollars pretty much for free. Yeah, Coinbase. Well, isn't that what you're saying? There yeah, was two sites that. Go ahead. Which wallets were they? I couldn't remember. Was it Abra and? Yeah, Coin, Coinbase give you ten, Abra will give you twenty five, and and what's so good about Abra? And a lot of people don't understand this. And again, listen, regardless of, listen, use somebody else's referral fee. You don't have to use mine. I don't care. The point is, is that Abra will give you twenty five dollars for putting five dollars in a wallet. That, that yeah, granted, what's twenty dollars doesn't matter. But the point is, is that you can get paid just to learn what this is about and how to do it. So you might as well, you know. Yeah, it's a good learning experience. Great learning experience. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, Brian. I think I think I think the time we've we've given chewed up these people's ears enough. We need to let them get back to finishing up what they're gonna do for their night or hey morning or whenever these folks are listening to this. We do appreciate your guys listening. And we do appreciate that. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Everybody have a good weekend for sure. Awesome. All right. I'm gonna go keep warm. Y'all have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you again. I'll talk to you again in the morning, and we'll talk to you again next week. And you guys have a great weekend. Later all.